I'm Anwar. And I'm Fairlith. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Discast. Good evening, Anwar. Good evening, Fairlith. And good evening, everybody, unless it's morning, in which case, good morning. If it's afternoon, good evening anyway. Welcome to Discast. <laughs> hello, hello. How is everyone doing? Woo. Woo. Was that them? Are they that excited? No, that was just me. I was. Just Ari, are you that excited? I guess. I don't know. I was just, imagine, well, I was just imagining, like, just, like, walking onto a stage and be like, hello. And then just like. <gasps> That was kind of what okay. I, that was kind of what I was imagining there for a second. Well, I mean, I'm sure they did it. You just can't hear them. Oh, uh, it'll it'll happen in my head. It's fine. Yeah, in the future. <laughs> if you're in the future, give Anwar a little cheer once yay, in a while. Yay, future people! <laughs> All right, today, what are we watching, Anwar? So today is uh, because we watched the original Sleeping Beauty uh, last week. Uh, we decided to jump into this pseudo remake slash readaptation i don't know i'm throwing so many air quotes right now because i don't really know what to call it i guess it would just be like a just a retelling of the story it's yeah, not really it's a, a reimagining yeah because it's not strictly a remake because aurora isn't like the main character of the story they just happen to use this that story as like a like the story of aurora as like a blueprint i guess for you know for maleficent story I don't know. We watched Maleficent, basically, starring Angelina Jolie. That's basically <laughs> what I'm getting at. Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah, but before we get, dive into that, uh, we're going to start with, of course, uh, Disney news right off the top here. Uh, and I don't know. Do you want to start or should I start? I only really um, have, like, the one thing. I don't know if you have much. Oh, I don't have much. There's not much going on other than, you know, a former pass holders being grumpy on Reddit about the magic keys. No, well, you know. <laughs> That's the whole piece of news. Oh, okay. they'll, they'll get used to it. Uh, well, mine actually, funnily enough, also does have to, uh, or does involve annual pass holders, but this time for Disney World. Because for some reason it didn't click into my head that the magic key was specific to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's just going to be annual passes for the park. It's like, no, that's just Disneyland. because I mean, uh, I thought the same thing. Yeah, because Disney World has their annual pass holders that they uh, recently released. Uh, I think it's also similar to the Magic Key in that it's also like a revamp. Uh, just in time for the 50th anniversary coming this, uh, this October. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I mean... It's it, it it is what it is. It's a it's an annual pass. It gives you bonuses and whatnot. I almost wonder whether or not these maybe these kind of make more sense, or maybe that's I just mean, because they laid it out better. I don't know. I don't I I don't know if they make more sense exactly, but I think they'll help deal with the clogging of the parks. Maybe yeah. Well, so that's the, more where I'm at because yeah. like I know that they were getting clogged. Mm-hmm. So uh, these. Disney World uh, annual passes uh, start on September 8th uh, for Walt Disney World annual pass holders. Um, it says, they're introducing four new annual passes offering the flexibility and choice to meet guests' needs, each designed based on a pass holder feedback. So I guess that means that they, you know, listened to people, which is, you know, real new. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so they're broken down into four different uh, categories here. The, the lowest tier is the Disney Pixie Dust Pass, 
which is three ninety nine plus tax or nineteen dollars per month for twelve That's months. That's pretty affordable. Yeah, well, like it's twenty bucks a month for twelve months for Florida residents after a two hundred five dollar down payment. Uh, uh, you visit one or more Disney World Resort theme park on most weekdays with an advanced park reservation, subject to black blackout dates, including peak and holiday periods. So similar to the Magic Key, basically, like as long as it's not a blackout date, you basically get to reserve a day. Uh, hold up to three park reservations at a time. Uh, yeah, and that's available only to uh, Florida residents. Then the Disney Pirate Pass, which is six ninety nine plus tax or $45 per month for 12 months. Again, these all have after a $205 down payment, and these are all gonna be for 12 months. Uh, so the Disney Pirate Pass is visit one or more Walt Disney World Resort theme park on most days with an advanced park reservation. Again, uh, hold up to four park reservations at a time, and again, available only to Florida residents. The Disney, the Disney Sorcerer Pass, which is $8.99 plus tax, uh, or $63 a month, and you visit one or more Disney World uh, theme park, uh, hold up to five park reservations at a time, and available to Florida residents and Disney Vacation Club members only. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, like, that still seems pretty affordable, but, like, also, like, what I would buy that pass, maybe, if I were, like, anywhere on the eastern seaboard, I would buy it. So that's, like, weird yeah, to and me. Then, and then the fourth one is the Disney Pass which is $12.99 plus tax or $99 a month and uh, visit one or more Walt Disney World Resort theme park on the same day with an advanced park reservation, no blackout dates apply. And then you hold up to five park reservations at a time and this one uh, looks like it's it's available for anyone because they don't have a... Uh, <laughs> I mean, that makes sense that the <laughs> biggest one is available to anyone. Like, okay. Yeah. Jeff Bezos probably has one. Probably. Bezos. Betty's best friends with JPEG. <laughs> uh, in addition to holding up to the number of park reservation holds eligible for their pass at a time, pass holders staying at select Disney resort f or other select hotels are eligible to make park reservations for each day of their resort stay. So I don't know if that like runs contradictory to what was before so like if you've already got like your i guess if you're like uh if you're a pixie pass holder if you've already got your three park reservations like if you're going for a five-day trip you've already reserved your three days can you reserve a fourth while you're there at the park is that like extra or no oh i think read it again in addition <laughs> In addition to holding up to the number of park reservation holds eligible for their pass at a time, pass holders staying at select Disney Resort or other select hotels are eligible to make park reservations for each day of their resort stay. Oh, oh no, I know what that means. Uh, I mean, it might be what you said, but I understand. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're staying there for eight days, mm -hmm. then you can make more than five reservations, for example. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, because okay. normally it's like you can make your next reservation when you, like, for example, you've gone your first day, you can make your next reservation and then make it five again. But it uh, if they're staying for longer than that on property, it doesn't make sense for that because the park reservations would run out. Mm -hmm. So I get that. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I get that too. It's like you're already you're already on you're already on a park property. You're already staying there for like however many six, seven, eight days. 
if you've reserved one day just to kind of at least cement your day there, then yeah, you can add two, three, four, five while you're at the, while you're at your hotel. Yeah. And I guess that and that's not included in your pass, like in the limited number that you have already. So like if you are so if you only do get hold up to five park reservations, you're not using the other four kind of thing. I think that's what that means. Yeah. 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 I think you're I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of comment other than I'm I myself would prefer an annual pass because it sounds simpler. Yes. <laughs> that's the only reason. I'm sorry I'm coughing. I just climbed a mountain in fairly smoky forest fire air. Oh my god. I um yeah, I'm definitely negative for covid but like whoa yeah i saw a cactus a cact a cactus thought you'd want to know oh like random okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in um vernon bc <laughs> oh, there's gotcha. cactuses cacti there's cacti and um we i went on a big walk up a giant mountain it was crazy i'll tell you about it when we're not talking about disney sorry that's fine that's just that, that i just didn't realize we had cacti yeah, the the spiky kinds. I've never seen that in BC before. But we hiked up this whole mountain. Sorry, everybody, this is happening mm. now. It's tangential. It's Disney news. We um hiked up this mountain, and they cluster. They're like tiny. They're the size of succulents, and they grow in giant clusters next to rocks. And it was the coolest thing. And super spiky, and you have to avoid them because they're very good at getting stuck in your everything. Mm. That's the not fun part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what else did they have here? Um, yeah, annual pass will be available September eighth. Blah blah blah. Perks for all annual passes: you get standard theme parking and savings of up to twenty percent on dining, merchandise, and more. And access yeah. to bonus reservations, which is probably what we were talking about with the staying on the park uh, park property. And you can customize your pass with different options, including Disney Photo Pass downloads or the water park and sports options. Huh. Water park and sports. 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 <laughs> uh, oh, here's the here's hold more park reservations. Depending on their pass type, pass holders may now hold up to five Disney Park pass reservations at a time. We'll also be adding bonus reservations to the calendar from time to time, so pass holders can make an additional park reservation without it can, without without it counting against their applicable reservation hold limit. So basically, it looks like that on the calendar they'll be like, "Hey, these are bonus days that you can reserve for," kind of thing. Probably a I imagine those would probably be on like during like the slower seasons. Mm. Probably. Yeah. I mean, uh I the 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 old annual passes had blackout dates, but it didn't seem to affect anyone too badly. Yeah. No, no, no. Like yeah, no, I I get the idea of blackout dates. But what I mean is like for these uh uh for these bonus reservations. Mm-hmm. Like what I mean is like they're probably oh. yeah they're probably special days like during the slower season where where they're like hey if you want yeah, yeah, yeah. to book reservations up during these weeks as well you can go ahead and it won't count against your initial of course whatever. yes yeah. sorry I misunderstood what you said which is silly because it was obviously very clear it's just my brain just <laughs> thought you were talking about something else that's okay brain farts happen uh yeah you can customize your pass choose different add-on options based on your preferences from the water park and sport option to disney photo pass downloads these add-on options will be available for purchase with any of our four new passes so i guess you can add basically like if you happen if you do water parks when you're there you can add that as an extra pass and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay. Uh, oh my god can i just say this is not disney news but it is relevant i want to go to blizzard beach so bad i've wanted to go to blizzard beach since i was like I don't know. Ten? I want to go so bad. Have you been? No. 
I want to go, Anwar. Where is Blizzard Beach again? Blizzard Beach is in Florida. Is it attached to one of the things? Like one of the <laughs> No, uh, it's its own thing. It's like Typhoon Lagoon. Oh. But it's, um, do you not know about Blizzard Beach? No. Well, here's some Disney news for Anwar then. Uh, <laughs> Blizzard Beach is a water park. It's like it's like Typhoon Lagoon, except the theme is um, that it's a melting ski resort. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, we got you. Got to see some pictures. It's so cool. Hold on, there's a there's a really tall water slide themed like a ski jump. Cool. Yeah, what's it called? I don't remember because I've never been to Blizzard Beach, but it looks really fun. <laughs> But you know about Typhoon Lagoon, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At least I'm aware of it. Yeah, like you you're you know the general concept. Oh my god, I'm looking at Blizzard Beach right now. It looks so cool. I'm gonna send you a picture or two of it. But in the meantime, <laughs> yeah. keep saying Disney News. Um what else we got? Uh enjoy passholder perks. Passes will continue to offer benefits you know and love, including the park hopper option. Standard theme park parking and discounts on merchandise and dining. And there will be a few special surprises throughout the 50th anniversary celebration. Cute. I really, um, I like all the uh, 50th anniversary designs they have going. They're Mm -hmm. really pretty, really regal looking. I I really think they're tasteful. I like them a lot. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yes, I am a fan. I just sent you a picture of Blizzard Beach. Oh, that's so fun. Isn't it just? That's very cool. I sent cool. a picture of just like the big mountain. It's got little snowman mascots and stuff. Super adorable. All right, what's next on the docket? Uh, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, that was just like the main the main thing that I had was just the fact that uh, it was just kind of getting a little bit into detail about uh, the pass, the annual passes for Disney World. How do you think they differ from Disneyland? Um, I don't know. I think it's just like there's uh more parks that it encompasses, right? Like you can't just do park hopping in Florida. No, you can. Can't well not in the same way though, because like some people for Disney's California Adventure and um Disneyland though, I mean I guess they can in the pandemic, but um just so for the for the sake of letting you know what used to happen, is people get park hoppers and look at the app and run back and forth all day really uh-huh. quickly to go to the right lines to maximize their time. So I mean I assume that will eventually come back. So I think the pass is just set up for different kinds of visiting mm-hmm. I, I maybe i mean that's just a theory like it's it's out of my butt but you know <laughs> there you go yeah well okay let's see here all right so i pulled up the magic key stuff like the magic key uh program overview same idea you make theme, theme park reservations for ongoing visits hold more than one theme park reservation at a time for different dates this one doesn't say that it gives specifications on to how many days you can hold um oh no it does yeah uh dream key which is the highest is also uh disneyland disneyland passes are more expensive because yeah it yeah why not not by much but they are weird hold on let me put them side to side so i can actually compare here okay let's see so lowest tier uh, is the imagine key uh, yeah, no, that's the same. Three ninety nine, three ninety nine. Um, reservation based admission hold up to two theme park reservations at a time. So this one's less. This one's two as opposed to three. That's probably because Disney World has four has four parks as opposed to Disneyland, which has two. 
And again, you can park hop uh, for free between the two. So you effectively get one park for Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, 10% off select merchandise, 10% off select dining. Um, I think it said across the board it was like 20% for... Yeah, savings up to 20% on dining for all annual passes. Enchant Key is six forty nine, so it's $50 cheaper than the Pirate Pass. Um, hold up to four theme park reservations. Same. So basically the Pirate Pass and the Enchant Key are almost the exact same, except the, the Enchant Key is $50 cheaper, mm. which is strange this is so weird like of it's, course it, they would never tell they do not tell their justification for that kind of thing but like, like i'm yeah. so curious and then like the believe key which is the third tier uh is 50 dollars more than the disney sorcerer pass so the disney sorcerer pass is 8.99 and then the believe key is 9.49 why i don't know and you it's also like, get six you also get six theme park reservations as opposed to the five from the Disney Sorcerer Pass. Okay. Yeah, and you also get 50% off standard theme parking, excluding blockout dates, uh, with the Believe key. Well, here's what Bob Chapek did. So he grabbed a bunch of D20s, and he blindfolded <laughs> himself with a silk necktie, and he got, like, a hot tub in Sandals, Jamaica, and then he threw the D20s randomly into the mouth of a trained alligator and those fucking random numbers are what he put on these keys. That's what happened, Anwar. Clearly. Because, like, oh my god. Because, like, the dream key is thirteen ninety nine, uh, <laughs> and you get, uh, hold up to six theme park reservations at a time for different dates, plus uh, 20% off select merchandise, plus 15% off select dining and standard theme park parking included. So this one has the parking included. And then the Disney and Credit Pass, which is also the fourth tier, which is just like the Dream Key, is twelve ninety nine. So it's a hundred dollars cheaper. Right. Yeah. Great. I guess. And this Why? one, yeah. And this one, it does. Uh, this one holds up to five park reservations at a time, as opposed to the six from Dream Key. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like, they're weirdly inconsistent, but also they don't really need to be either. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> like, and the and the perks for annual passes for Disney for the Disney World passes, you get standard theme parking, so that's across the board. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Whereas the Disney keys, theme parking is not included until you hit the third tier, but it's only fifty percent, and then in the fourth tier, that's when it's all included. It just, it really seems like he threw D20s into the mouth of a magical alligator. Like, none of this makes any sense to me. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. I just it's couldn't just weird. begin to speculate. <laughs> it's just weird. It's like, okay, this yeah. is just a weird way to do it. I mean, like, part of me would have expected the Disney World passes to be more expensive. Because you have four parks as opposed to two. But maybe Disneyland gets more foot traffic? But that doesn't make sense. I mean, the thing is, the one thing I do know about Disneyland versus Disney World is that Disney World hurts for locals going to it compared to Disneyland. Ah. Because that's why the annual pass at Disneyland was such a problem because locals clogged the park every day and just uh-huh. came in to do a couple of Instagrams or whatever. And then they would like linger but not spend money. Mm. And like, but not just not spend money, but like get the park up to capacity for no reason all the time. Got it. When they weren't like coming into like be a consumer, which was difficult because then like the expected um, busy, like non busy days never came. 
mm-hmm. not not in the same way that they used to. So I know that was happening, and maybe that is a factor. Hmm. Interesting. Could be. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So w- speaking of the past, didn't you say that your news had to revolve around the keys? Uh, no, I, I, I just, I go on the Disneyland subreddit all the time just to see what's up, like, because it's a lot of former annual pass holders on there. <laughs> um, and they're, they're frustrated with the system because the annual pass was so um, expansively uh, freeing to mm-hmm. Disney fans, you know? So it's like, I get it. Yeah. I see both sides. Um like, I, I would want an annual pass. The Magic Key system would frustrate me as well. I think reservations take the fun out of it a little bit. If you have mm-hmm. the if you have the privilege, and I re- it's a privilege. No one deserves or has a right to it. So, like, you know, leave the cast members alone. Uh, yeah. Don't yell at them. But, like, what, what a privilege to be able to just wander around in the best place in the world. Mm-hmm. Just taking it in whenever you want. Like, I, it would – that – that would clear my skin, water my crops, solve my problems. I get like I that would be the best life in the world. Is I like if I had the option, I would absolutely like just move to Anaheim if I could. Yeah. Like if I had the means and it made sense for my life, like li- living in Anaheim as an annual pass holder would be the dream. But like that's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know that feel. <laughs> Cute. I mean, that's all I really have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. And I think that was a pr- that was that was quite a lot on that particular topic because like yeah like it's just interesting to see how just how different it is so yeah yeah but anywho 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 onto maleficent onto maleficent yes um should i say the plot first i mean some people might not know it sure might as well okay so um Maleficent is a fairy living in the Moors, which is, uh, I guess, the world outside of the castle in the original Sleeping Beauty, basically. Or at the very least, it's like a kingdom next to another kingdom is how they kind of described it. It's kind of like the Feywild. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Feywild of this kingdom, I guess. Sure, yeah, because you have the kingdom that, uh, that... Well, he was—he wasn't even a prince. Oh, so they—they they changed the story a little bit. So you have the main kingdom that is the kingdom that we know that Aurora will belong to at some yeah. point in the movie, and then like directly next to it is a separate kingdom known as the Moors, which is where all the fairy folk live. They're all the wonderful, cool little wood sprites and wood nymphs and all and all the magical creatures. They all live there, and for a while they were living nicely in harmony until I think like at some point. Uh, so like some random kid like shows up and like starts and, and, uh, Maleficent finds him because a human has entered the moors. And so Maleficent finds him, uh, kind of guides him out and then they become friends. Turns out, oh, this is Stefan who apparently wasn't royalty because why not? He's like some weird, he's like some barn boy who apparently lives in a barn but has no parents, um, and then who has great ambitions to eventually live in the castle. 
so I'm totally just like I'm no, but I mean totally I'm loving it, Anwar. Like I want you to tell the story. Like I didn't. Like I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I, did, I didn't just... mean to like because I know you were trying and then like I just jumped in there. Sorry, I didn't. I, I didn't mean I to... said the important part. Like all I want to talk about is the Feywild always. That's fair. So yeah. like no, <laughs> go ahead if you want. Okay, and so uh, so yeah, so Maleficent uh, gets older, and so and then she sees that the 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 humans become afraid of the of the fairy fairy folk or something along those lines and so they try to attack it and so Maleficent's kind of the protector of the Moors she with her magic is able to fight back and fight them away uh and then uh the king feeling super defeated uh king like uh Gerald or something something starts with a J I don't know he's he's not important he dies it's fine (laughs) oh King Henry Where'd I get Gerald? Was it King Henry? It's, apparently I'm, his name is King Henry. His king, his name is King Gerald forever. Go ahead. Yes. Anyway, and so King Henry tries to attack the Moors. Maleficent, uh, like, mortally wounds him, shoes them away, and then the king is like, "One of you must." He like speaking to like his court members or something. And Stefan is like working for the king. He, I think I he's like a page boy for the king kind of thing. He's an adult at this point. He overhears the king basically say, if you people, speaking to his court members specifically, if you can bring me, like, confirmation that the that Maleficent is dead, I will give you the crown, basically. Yeah. And so Stefan hears this. He goes to the Moors, finds Maleficent. They haven't seen each other in years. Yeah. Uh, can I just say well, that both Stefan, 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 and young Stefan, I was really o- underwhelmed by. I really think it needed a Chris Pine, but that's just me. Please oh go yeah, on. no. The, 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 <laughs> admittedly, the only good actors in this entire movie are Angelina Jolie and um, what's her name, the girl who played Aurora. Boy. Aurora was good. I liked. Elf I liked Anning. um the bird. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll give you him. Yeah, he was pretty good too. Actually, the, the bird guy. is my new boyfriend. I sometimes have new boyfriends on these podcasts, and we'll talk about it when we, when we get there. Sorry, I didn't mean to. That, no, that's okay. I just think I I would have enjoyed someone a little, and I more mean like I'm really more charismatic. I um I thought he seemed like um he was playing it kind of like a nerd that didn't get what he wanted so he seized power and i didn't think that really made sense in the context of what the script was saying that's fair yeah yeah anyway and so uh stefan goes to maleficent uh and feeds her a sleeping potion she passes out and he cuts off her wings oh by the way maleficent has wings oh yeah okay um trigger warning sexual assault so just fast forward two minutes if you don't want to hear it. Yeah, like it's. it's I, I feel like it's more an allusion to sexual assault as opposed, yeah, it, as opposed yeah, to it's actual. it's oh yeah 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 of course it's it's not literal it's an allegory but yeah. um, I thought it was very effective. Yeah, and so Stefan basically <laughs> Stefan basically roofies her, uh, and then like in her sleep he pulls out an iron like a small iron chain because we we learn that iron is. Uh, that fairies burns are fairies. Yeah, burns, yeah. Iron, burns fairies and so he basically like cuts off her wings at the base so and then takes up. the wings it's so fucked up takes the wings back to the king and the king sees the wings assumes that maleficent is dead gives him the crown he marries he marries the princess so now stefan is the king of the kingdom and maleficent has grown you know uh i don't want to say she's grown bitter 
because that implies that that's, there's like a negative context, but she is she's fully within her right to be pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, and so she basically seals off the Moors to the rest of the kingdom. Yeah, it was rad. Yeah, she like creates these giant bramble thorns because she's magic and powerful. Uh, and then she comes across this. I want to say a raven. I think he's a raven. Uh, yeah, he's a raven. Yeah, I, I can't imagine he's anything else. Well, either raven or a crow, but I think he's too he's too big to be a crow. He had the big nose. Yeah, so I think he's a raven. Yeah, and so a raven being caught in a net, a farmer wants to kill him, but then Maleficent turns him into a human, and that's where we get a her sexy human. <laughs> and that's where we get her uh, her little animal familiar that we know of from the original film. Now, oh. Mm. Speaking, sorry, um, I forgot to mention original film. My one thing that really busted my butt mm. about the original film is that they changed the names of the fairies. Yes, I don't know why they did that. Sorry, I know we're just getting to it, but I think it's very odd, and I wanted to bring it up. It's so odd. I don't know why they did it. Yeah, a it's, fucking strange thing to do. They even dressed weird. them in the same colors. Yeah, same color scheme and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it was very very weird. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Yeah, you're doing great. Thank you. And so the raven, uh, Diaval, his name is, uh, which is, I guess, close to the name from the mo- from the original, which we learned was yeah. Diablo. Yeah. I think they're I'm of... sure it's in a, just in another language or something, it seems, because I know Diablo is... Diablo. Diablo is Spanish for devil, yeah. But I think, yeah, but I, I know think... there's one with a V in it, but I just forget which language it is. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's supposed to be, like, alluded to that. I personally, I like Diavol really. I like, I like it a lot, too. Yeah. And so all this, it, like, all this, this has happened. This is basically the, the prelude to everything. Because, like, eventually, Stefan and the Queen have the baby. They have Aurora. And now we're at the point in the story where it's like, okay, now we're at the actual... Sleeping Beauty story. That's where it starts. Yeah. Right? Uh, like, all that that had just happened up until that point was basically just, like, building Maleficent's character and Maleficent's story. Which I liked. I kind of liked what they did with it. I liked that they... I liked the liberties they took because there's enough... Um, there's enough not known about her that you can build a pretty solid backstory. I agree to a point. My only thing is, like, I enjoy these concept movies about um, other characters more when they fit in better with the original story. Okay. Just personally. I'm not saying I'm correct because I understand it's a reimagining, but I would like it more if, like, Philip still gave the kiss and somehow they still made it make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because, of course, in this one, the the story they were going with was that the, the true love's kiss didn't work with Prince Philip because they literally only met each other once. But he was cute, though. Yeah, it was all right. Like, I get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, he had a very, like, popular when I was, like, in high school oh, and college 100%. haircut. He absolutely <laughs> had that haircut. That haircut sure. was odd as hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, of course, the interesting thing with the story is that after we get to the whole thing, after we get... Um, the birth of Aurora, it's her christening. We get the three good fairies that come to bestow the gifts upon her. And then you got Maleficent coming in to basically put the curse on her. After all that's happened, then you see as the three fairies are failing to raise her, which, to be fair, I think would be how that would turn out because, like, they don't know how to fucking raise a kid. So, of course, they're going to be terrible at it. And then you have Maleficent basically, like, 
having already known where they were, but kind of watching over Aurora and slowly kind of falling in love with Aurora in the 15, 16 years that she's watching over her, basically. And then that's why when it comes to True Love's Kiss, that's why when Maleficent goes in to kiss her, that's why it worked, because it was much more of... It was definitely much more of a parental love, right? Yeah. It was more. It was definitely much more of that unconditional love uh, that released her from, from the curse for sure. As opposed to Phillips, we met each other once. We had a meet cute. That's to it. To be fair, they danced together. Did they? Yeah, in Once Upon a Dream. Oh, in the original, sure. I was talking about like in this in this one, they just like held hands and stared at each other and stared at each other. And then we're like, ooh. And then I that mean, was yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> he sang to her. It was really nice. His horse was there. Are you still in are you still in 1959 Sleeping Beauty? Um, yeah, it was great. I'm it, just saying that in the other one they did more <laughs> together. They spent more time yes, together. Yes, no, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is yeah. with this one there was like this one kind of was a little more grounded in reality in that it was like there's no way that it's going to be true love's kiss because I agree. Right. My, so. my only point is that, like, it seemed like uh, Aurora and Philip kind of let the afternoon slip away together in the original. So they spent a few hours together. It's, yes. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. Um, but that this was purposely meant, I, I'm just, for the sake of the audience, it was purposely meant for them to be meet for, like, five or ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so, like, like you mentioned before, there... Uh, they ended up changing the names of some of these characters. Like, like in the so original... weird! Yeah, so, like, the original fairies in... The fairies in the original movie were Flora, Fauna, Merriweather, uh, Red, uh, Red, Green, Blue, respectively. In this one, it's Knotgrass, Thistlewit, and Flittle. I mean... Why bother? Why would they do that? I don't know. There's, like, there's literally no reason to change their name. There's yeah. no reason. It's weird. Like I'm, we we all know their names. Like the, this is what I'm saying. Like I wish it fit in better with the original movie. Mm-hmm. Like why? I I don't know. I couldn't tell you why. Uh... It's weird. I don't know, but they did it, and yeah. So yeah, and then basically the rest of the movie plays out how we believe. Uh, Aurora. Uh, however, Aurora instead of saying that she wants to run away with Philip comes and tells her fairy aunts basically she wants to run away and live in the moors because because maleficent have been taking her into the moors uh for quite a while and so aurora kind of fell in love with the moors and so that was uh that was an interesting uh change that i think i liked that fine i like i liked it too i liked it too because it definitely fit it fit within it fit within the 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 story that we were given like it wasn't such a drastic change so, yeah, the changes that they made in this movie all worked and they all yeah. made sense. Yeah. Which which I think which I think I liked. And then like all the way up until the end when uh Aurora on her own volition comes back to the castle, sees her father for the first time and he's basically like you look just like her you look just like your mother and then like sends her off into her bedroom because she's a day early. Uh, to like protect her from the curse but then of course the curse still happens you know she finds a spinning wheel she pricks her finger she falls asleep blah 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 uh, Maleficent finds Philip takes her to the takes him to the castle 
because she believes that he's the only way to, to fix it. Uh, because she doesn't, the, she specifically said True Love's Kiss would be the way to fix the curse because she doesn't believe in True Love's Kiss. Because when they were young, Maleficent and Stefan ended up kissing and he told her that that was True Love's Kiss. But then, of course, he betrayed her and so she became super, uh, again, rightfully so, became very bitter about the whole situation. Right, because she was just full on betrayed, full on betrayed. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I was a little, I was a little bugged that they didn't make her the dragon. But I was, yeah, glad. that that did kind of. I was kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, it right. also gave the character an arc, though, because like, how else would the Raven finish his story? That's fair. Yeah. And we and we saw before that she would turn him into things other than a raven as well. And so I was like, oh, yeah. cool. So make him a dragon. Why the fuck not? You're magic. Yeah. <laughs> He's magic. Totally. <laughs> I would have loved for her to, like, become a dragon link once she got her wings back. That would have been very powerful. Like, I totally agree with you. I just, I also get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and of course, because she comes to the castle and then she finds her wings, the wings come... Well, actually, the wings find her, actually. They bust out of this, like, weird locked cabinet that they were being held in as, like, trophies or some weird shit, because apparently Stefan is, like, ridiculously obsessed with Maleficent. So much to the point that, like, the queen basically dies because of, like, I don't know what, a broken heart, an illness or something, but, like fully ignores everyone and everything and is only obsessed with killing Maleficent. Yeah. And, like there's this, there's a scene in it where he's like just sitting there just staring at the wings as if having a conversation with them. It's really, really weird. But yeah. And then Stefan dies because he falls off, he falls off a tower. <laughs> yeah. I thought he should have had to live with his mistake actually. Well, that, I mean, yeah, but meh, I'm also not. I'm not it. super bothered by it, but like no. I just I would have liked that myself. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, basically the Moors and the new the kingdom that basically Aurora is now in charge of because her father her parents are dead she's the only one alive now she's basically the queen. Uh, the relationship between that the kingdom and the Moors are now. Uh, are now repaired and so now people are able to like go to and from the moors kind of thing and maleficent basically restores the moors back to their original glory because for so long she was just so sad and the moors reflected that yeah yeah i thought i thought it was really beautiful when they came back to life i just Mm -hmm. loved that sequence so lovely yeah that whole like the moors are just like my aesthetic overall i was delighted delighted for sure, yeah. I get that. Especially <laughs> down by the water, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Angelina Jolie's performance, in my opinion, amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought she did really well. I thought she did <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. When she gets her wings taken, like, I actually cried. Like, I found it, like, a tiny bit triggering, but just, it was so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, awesome work. Uh, loved Aurora. Super, super charming. Super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, very funny to see that was Al Fanning. Yes. Super funny to see her recently in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, I haven't, but that's funny. She she plays one of the Manson family girls. <laughs> that's I, a hell yeah. of, that's a hell of a turn. Or was it Dakota Fanning? No, I think it was Al Fanning. I well it was a Fanning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was lovely to see her. Like she was she was lovely. Phillips oh, hair. It may have been Dakota Fanning because I think I'm going to check. I think Elle Fanning is 
fairly young. Yeah, she was playing Squeaky Fromm. Let's find out. Or is it Fromy? How do you pronounce that? Mer? Uh, that was the one that tried to kill Gerald Ford on Charles Manson's behalf. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Dakota Fanning. I've gone on a wrong tangent. I'm so sorry. Different Fanning. But I was, <laughs> I was right. The other Fanning did play Squeaky. Ha ha. There you go. You never heard of Squeaky Fromm? No. Well, I guess this can't be a true crime podcast, so we'll move on. <laughs> um, I did think it was funny that they used uh, Angelina Jolie's actual daughter to play Aurora when she was five. I thought that made good sense, though. I thought it was adorable and funny because apparently, uh, this is from what, what I've heard from like uh, from set stories, is that like the daughter was not terrified at all, and so they used that to their advantage. Like, the scene where she's, like, trying to, like, scare her away or whatever, the daughter, of yeah. course, knew. It's like, oh, this is mom. This is mom being silly. So they super played that up, and it was just very funny to me. Yeah. I think that's just a brilliant idea. I thought it was super cute. It was incredibly evident and charming. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it. Loved it. Yeah. I thought, it's, I thought it really helped because it really helped to kind of uh, almost cement that, uh, that relationship to a degree like it 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 made it convincing yeah in that you could see that maleficent was starting to truly care for the child right yeah yeah i liked it all in all i really enjoyed this movie i actually yeah yeah i liked it too i liked it i liked it more than i thought i would Mm -hmm. and again i'd watch it again the angelina jolie did a great job el uh el fanning did a great job um Sam, 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 Sam Riley, uh, who was Diaval, also did a good job. Oh my gosh! All right, he's my boyfriend. Did you? How did you? How did you feel about that? That Raven man? I thought he did fine. I thought he did a good job. Well, I'm glad that you don't want to date him because he's my boyfriend. <laughs> I loved him. I thought he was so cute. You can have Could- him. Thank you so much. You're yeah, welcome. he's adorable. I hope to see him in more things soon. I think that young man is going places. <laughs> um, everybody else just kind of was all right. But then again, everybody else wasn't necessarily a main character. The only other main character was Stefan, and you're not really meant to like him. So <laughs> it kind of worked. It's like, oh, you have, like, no real emotion. You're just kind of one note sociopath yeah but it worked because he was one note he was just pure obsession and paranoia yeah he was so nice when he was eight (laughs) and then he got older boo isn't that isn't that isn't that how that usually works i mean i don't know i couldn't possibly comment (laughs) anyway but yeah so all in all i enjoyed it I liked it. All right. Well, out of ten wingalings, how many wingalings do you give it? <laughs> wingalings. <laughs> uh, out of ten wingalings, I'd probably give it like a seven. Seven wingalings. You have to give it an even number of wingalings, Anwar, or it's gonna fly in a circle. Oh yeah, I guess. Um, then I'll give it a six. Fascinating. Yeah. Seven is non-committal. I wanted to see wh- wh- where you went on the spectrum of the top half of the. Um, oh, I see, yeah. Because I, I admit, like, the other actors probably could have done a little bit better. Um, 
I don't know why they changed the names of the fairies. They didn't need to, but they did. Yeah, it's weird. It was distracting. It was. It was just very weird. And all, but all in all, I I didn't mind the change in the story that they did, because it all they were all able to make it make sense, and they were all able to make everything pay off. And it was there. There wasn't. There weren't moments where it was like, oh, this is vastly different from the story. They didn't need to change that kind of thing. Those kinds of moments where you're like, yeah, why, I agree. Like, why bother changing this part of the story? You didn't need to, but you did. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's funny. Like the sequence where Maleficent comes to give a gift to the child um, was my favorite in the film because they so strongly referenced the animated film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was just, that one. was That was really, really good. Yeah, it was, really it was my favorite part. Like, even yeah. though, like, the story was different, I really enjoyed, and I mean, I really would have loved the fairies doing pink and blue, at least one reference to it, you know? Yeah, I think that would have been very cute. Yeah. Yeah, even, like when, like, when they were in the cottage, just, like, trying to figure something out, being like, make it pink, make it blue kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, she gets blue face paint on uh, Imelda Staunton, but it wasn't enough for me. No, it wasn't for me either. I did like in that scene when she's like coming in to, be- to bestow the curse or whatever. I feel like it was a lot. It 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 held more weight because of because of the relationship between Maleficent and Stefan, and Maleficent being like, the shit that you did to me is unfor you like. Yeah. He effectively. He literally scarred her by cutting off her wings and so like i feel like that their whole thing when he's like begging he's like please like i beg you she's like i like you begging and like you yeah can tell that, that was, was hot a... <laughs> i mean yeah but also like their, their well, also because she it was like self-actualized yeah like there was it was hot on several levels yeah and like there was yeah there was a lot of like there was a lot of unspoken interaction happening between the two of them like a lot of tension but you could see yeah. it and you're like I know why this is happening I know why she's this pissed mm-hmm. right and so like yeah and you could tell that she wasn't necessarily mad at the queen all of her anger was directed towards Stefan yeah for sure which I think super worked and so yeah I think I agree yeah so I think just like uh, every, like every, it all worked it all worked within this within this retelling which is what which is what I really liked. Yeah. I mean I, I yeah, I really liked it. I'm going to watch it again not tomorrow, but like I'll watch it again. For yeah. Sure. Uh little thing here uh Linda Wolverton uh who wrote the screenplay apparently went through at least 15 versions of the film. Wow. As the film progressed in production, yeah. I mean that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, but I mean like in general I'm not a big fan of whenever you have people coming in Especially when you have, like, producers and studio heads coming in being like, we have to change this, we have to change this. Because, like, yeah. th- that shit never ends well. It never ends well. Yeah. Right? But it was nice that in this situation, uh, it did ultimately work out. Because because in this particular case, it doesn't seem like there was too much of that sort of negative meddling. Yeah. Oh, um, you know who wrote, um, or who at least worked on the revision of the screenplay I'm reading right now? Mm-hmm. It was Paul Dini from Batman. Paul Dini. 
Yeah. Do you know him? Of course. Who doesn't know Paul Dini? Well, actually, who? Which, which Batman fan doesn't know Paul Dini? <laughs> exactly. It's like you must. Like I literally have his Harley on my tattooed on my calf. Exactly. I just, <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't sure if it was a questioning tone of voice or not. Is all. No, I, I'm very aware of who Paul Dini is. But that's Batman. awesome. That's great. Right. So cool. Anyway, I mean, that's all I really have to say. I think it was wonderful. I liked watching it. The costumes were fantastic. The acting was good enough. Mm-hmm. And it was good Gosh. where it mattered. So, like, Angelina... And good where it mattered. Angelina was great. Elle uh, Fanning was great. And uh, Sam Riley was great. Yeah, and Philip had great hair. And Philip had great... He did have some pretty great hair, I will say. It's not my yeah, favorite hairstyle, but it is pretty great hair, I will say that. Also, yeah, this I'm... is why Linda Wolverton rings a bell in my head. She was she uh, she has a writing credit on Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-wrote the screenplay for Lion King and provided additional story ter- additional story material for Mulan and oh. adapted her own Beauty and the Beast screenplay into the book of the of the Broadway adaptation. Oh. Yeah, she also helped with the screen. She also did the screenplay for Alice, uh, for Alice in Wonderland, the twenty ten version that we saw. Yeah, so like she's got she's she's got chops. That's fantastic. Yeah, so you know what that probably helps with like why uh, this thing was like good. (laughs) Totally. Uh, This is a quote from Angelina Jolie here. Uh, I I think I believe in regards to the script. I was really moved by the script from first reading. It was like uncovering a great mystery. We all know the story of Sleeping Beauty, and we all know Maleficent and what happened at the christening because we've all grown up with that. But what we've never known is what happened before. Which I think is kind of more or less the point of this film is like, yeah, you know, everything like what happened to lead to the to to what happened in the christening and then like ultimately what happened later on and after. Yeah, sorry, I, I mean, you're just everything you're saying I agree with. So you did it. I did it. Uh, amazing. I was actually surprised at how short this movie was, too. Yeah, it's... Honestly, I could have done with it being a little longer for more character development. Well, but with who? Um, more uh, developing the Stefan, Stefan and um, Maleficent relationship, I think, would have been great. And a little more seeing the Queen uh, and Stefan's relationship, too, would be great. Yeah, okay. Uh, just well, for me, I'm not I'm not it's not a major complaint. I just would have wouldn't have mind it being longer is all mm. I'm saying. Like I thought it was good on its own. I just like it's yeah. very short. It is. It's short, short, short. It's ninety seven minutes. Personally, I'm actually pretty happy with that length because I yeah? feel like, yeah. Because it was able to tell the cohesive story and it nothing felt like fluff. That's fair. Right? Like nothing felt like super fluffy. Like even the sequences that were more or less fluffy, like like uh, probably like when Aurora is wandering around she comes up to the brambles in, on the borders of the moors and like all these knights are there and they mistake her for uh, for Maleficent and so they're going to try to attack her but then Maleficent like turns D- uh, um, Diavol into a wolf and he chases them away and then like she like magics Aurora away and all like even that led to something because it led to Maleficent bringing Aurora into the Moors and introducing her to the Moors which was later paid off with her deciding to to move to the Moors and it was just beautiful for my eyeballs so 
Yeah, so like, there wasn't anything in that movie that I don't particularly think was unnecessary. Yeah, no, I agree. Right? So like, that's why I'm happy with like, if if something is like, if you can tell the cohesive story in a solid hour and a half, maybe hour 45, Mm -hmm. then just do that. You don't yeah. need to push things to two hours, two and a half hours, because you're unless un, unless it's a situation in which you need to tell mo, uh, like a good amount of storylines. Like, there's a reason uh, there's a reason Infinity War and Endgame were as long as they were was because they yeah. had to have multiple storylines and they had to be able to have the payoff for those multiple storylines and everything in order to make sense, right? Yeah. Whereas if this movie was like if this movie was an extra half hour long, it would have been so much fluff and and, yeah, you're and right. pointlessness like granted I see your point in wanting a little more probably a little more character development between like Stefan and the wife to really see his like fall mentally and him kind of tossing her aside you know that kind of thing um, but I think they were able to cohesively do that when he's sitting in the dark staring at the wings and one of the, the knights or whatever comes in and he's like he's like your majesty your wife is calling for you she doesn't think she'll last the night and so, yeah, yeah. And, and so we're like, oh, like she's literally on her deathbed, but he's still more obsessed with Maleficent than yeah. he is with his own wife. Like that to me is pretty, is pretty concrete and solidifying. Like it, it sucks that it's at the, it sucks that it's at the, uh, at the, at the, um, at the cost of the queen and like, you know, yeah, it, I know. It, it sucks that, you know, we have this character, but she has like no real agency or anything. Um... But, uh, I, and it sucks that it took that in order for his story to kind of be pushed further. But at the same time, it's like the rest of this film was so cohesively told within an hour and a half that it works. So I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, Uh, that's fair. I mean, I, I guess we should touch on that, a a plot uh, or a trope, rather, uh, like fridging, which is killing a woman to help move the plot along. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's like, like to, to motivate a character, rather, is uh, kind of problematic. But, like, this is a pretty old movie now. Yeah, but also, I don't necessarily think that... Well, I don't even think she really needed to die. Yeah, I agree. Like, because, like, her death didn't even really push the plot. Yeah, you're right. Right? It didn't really... Just it, a little motivation, I guess, but that's even worse. Like yeah, it was it, it wasn't so much motivation. It was more, at least I didn't see it as motivation. I saw it more as like, um, a reaffirming of the character, of Stefan, rather than yeah right because, I feel like for there to have been motivation, there would have needed to be like, he yeah, would right. he would have needed to be like, uh, it. It would have been like, oh, he's he's concerned for his wife, but then she dies, and so then it's like, oh, but now that that's over with, I can turn all my attention towards Maleficent kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that that's more fridging than it, than than her just happening to die, and then him still being obsessed and paranoid about Maleficent. So I, I yeah. yeah, maybe I mean I could be wrong if it, like I don't. No, I don't think you are. No, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I, so I don't necessarily see this as an example of fridging. I just think this yeah. is just a bad writing. It, well, yeah, I mean like it just like she didn't need to die. Yeah. I think it was more just a um, a, a, just for convenience to have her die. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Weird thing. Which still sucks. Yeah, it's just it's just odd though. It's odd. Yeah, but 
anyway. But yeah, but all in all, like again, like I think I think this movie told a good story, and I think it I think it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say six out of ten ringalings, but like I feel good about those six out of tens. It's just not Citizen Kane. <laughs> I haven't even seen Citizen Kane. Well, me neither. But like, I know it's good. <laughs> is it though? Is it? Is it good? I don't know. I'm... Only one way to find out. Haha. Next week on Discast. Next week on Discast, Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week on Discast, Maleficent Two. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like Maleficent Two is so vastly different. It's a completely original story. It it get it, it goes weird. Like oh. Should we not bother? No, we should just for this. Just, <laughs> we should just uh, just so that we, so we can say that we did. But it's going to be very different than this one. I yeah. can tell you right now, it's going to be very different. So, yeah. Anyway. But yeah. Sweet. Okay. All right. Well. Cool. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, follow us on social media. Yes, follow us on social media: Twitter and Instagram at cast underscore diz, uh, facebook.com slash discast. Uh, yeah, all in all, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, it, the budget was, hold on, hold on. I got to pull up the budget again. Uh, the budget oh, no. was 180 to 263 million. Wow. And it. Oh man, I'd like. Well, it's, I'd like, it's, I'd like that money. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely to go to all like the CGI and also the fact that they had Angelina Jolie in the movie. Like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it grossed, um. Seven hundred and fifty-eight and a half million, so it definitely made its money back. Mm. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Well, awesome. All right. And where I can't wait to talk with you next week. Yeah. Bye, friend. Bye, friend. And bye, bye listeners. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>